This is the Green and Gold Post Game Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Well, the Green Bay Packers did exactly what they are supposed to do against the Chicago Bears, and that is get a win, and that's exactly what they did. And they knocked the Bears off today. It wasn't pretty by any stretch of the imagination. I'll give you that. It was uh, not the best performance by the Packers, specifically in the first half of this ballgame. But in the second half of this ballgame, it certainly seemed as if things changed for the Green Bay Packers. Like something happened at halftime. I'm not quite sure what. But uh, the Green Bay Packers certainly came out ready to play and uh, played a much better game in the second half uh, of this contest. Uh, Packers get the win, and uh, they get a win 28-19 over the Chicago Bears. The dominance continues, if you will, and the Packers, uh, they continue to get wins over the Chicago Bears, and that's all that matters in this one. So Packers get the win. I know uh, there's some uh, issues over on the the Facebook fan page side. We'll get into that coming up here momentarily broadcasting live though we are here at the uh, sheridan hotel inside the shy bar inside the shy bar and you can see that uh, you know the bar just getting ready to reopen uh most of the people are up front and they'll start kind of filtering in here we're a little bit early for this for where we're at but had a great crowd in here earlier today was down at the stadium earlier today and had a really good uh afternoon inside uh soldier field but uh, no doubt about it the green bay packers they they needed this one big time and they got it and that's exactly what you do when things aren't going well you got to take one any way you can possibly get it and that's what the packers did today by knocking off the um, by knocking off the uh, chicago bears now here's the other thing to think about when it comes to the bears and uh, the fact that they had been putting up points pretty religiously for the last gosh um, you know last few weeks and they've been able to put up points on a continual basis and the packers today came in and really kind of stymied them so for as much talk as there was about the Packers and how poor their defense was and the problems that they had had, the Packers kind of stymied them today. And uh, even though the first half looked really ugly, the second half not so bad. So the Packers, uh, for what they've been doing up until this point, uh, defensively speaking, and you know the Joe Barry realm, uh, it was. Uh, it was uh, at least uh, the Packers ended up, uh, you know, kind of holding them off in the second half of this contest. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Give us a shout. Again, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a, give us a call, you can. The phone lines are open. Hit us up over on Twitter. A lot of people chiming in on Twitter. You can hit us up there as well. And uh, we'll get into uh, we'll get into a lot of different stuff. Uh, today we can talk about Aaron Rodgers yelling at Matt Lafleur on the sideline. Whether or not he, I, now you're going to have to help me out on this because when Aaron, when uh, AJ Dillon's knee looked as if it went down, uh, I know there were some people saying whether or not you could challenge it. I couldn't tell the argument whether or not it was uh, the play had already been blown dead. So well, I, you'd have to kind of fill me in there because being at the stadium, we couldn't hear everything that was going on. So. Pardon me for not being completely in the know, so to speak, in that realm. Uh, but beyond that, I thought uh, the game itself, there were some play calls that I just didn't understand, didn't agree with a- at all. It seemed like there was just problems, that uh, the Packers just had problems. So uh, 877-1670, seemed like every time they got into a short situation, they were going way downfield. Uh, don't know why, 
but it, we've seen it time and again, people questioning the play calling, questioning Aaron Rodgers. Who is he throwing to? Why is he throwing to this particular person? Why are they going deep when you really you only need a couple yards, but you do it all the time? What's the purpose? What's the problem? And the Packers, uh, you know, ultimately they get the win. But in essence, a lot of people questioning what, uh, what the play calls are, specifically going back to the first half of this contest. Defensively speaking early on, uh, <laughs> a lot of the same stuff that we saw in the, the games leading up to all of this when you're talking about Joe Barry and the preparedness of the team and you got Justin Fields running all over them, all over them. And, uh, it, you know, in the first half of this game, they had 200-plus yards, and you're thinking, my God, this is going to be another game in which they end up with 400-plus yards, and the Packers are going to be kind of standing there. And Chicago did, by the way. They did end up with 409 yards on the afternoon. So in the last three weeks, the Green Bay Packers have given up 1,300, think about that, 13, 13, almost 1,320 yards, which is 450 yards a game pretty much on average, and that's just way, way, way too much. Now, the Packers, though, they did dominate the time of uh, possession, 32-28 to 27-32 for the Bears in this one. But, my God, when you're when you're looking at that kind of numbers for giving up yardage-wise over the last three weeks, yeah, you know, today's win is a little bit of lipstick on a pig. You know, but it keeps your hopes alive, right? 409 yards you gave up. You still ended up winning the ballgame. Not a bad way to go. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Find us. Uh, glad to have you. Let's get uh, let's get right to it. Our buddy Gerard listening to us in Delaware. Gerard, what's going on, man? Hey, Bill. Look, um, in reality, the Packers are bad and the Bears are worse. I mean, that's the way I looked at it. There's positives, though. Watson... I think he's going to be primo. I, I really do. And there's some positive. I saw Wyatt play a little bit. He looked pretty good. And I, uh, you know, I, I don't have much else. You know, uh, Alexander, he, even though he got the pick, he got beat deep by two average or mediocre wide receivers. And um, the, the call. Okay, you want to know about Dylan. Okay, what he was doing, he was going through the hole. He slipped and fell. He got up and ran two yards past the first uh, first down mm-hmm, marker. Right. Rogers threw his arms out, and he's screaming at LaFleur, why aren't you challenging it? Challenge it, challenge it. Nobody touched him. Nobody came close to touching him. And his momentum was going forward. It wasn't like he gave himself up or, or anything like that. So he could. You fall down, Bill. You could get up and run again if you're not touched. You know right. what I mean? So, so uh, it was a bad and I'm and I think I wrote you two or three times, and I said, "Why isn't he challenging this? Why isn't he? Look, there's got to be a lot of changes on this team after this year. There really yeah. does. I win, there will uh, be. I win, yeah, I mean, look, let's just look at it this way. Okay, it's fine. Rogers beat them in Chicago. He still got the record against the Bears. The whole thing, and whatever. But the Bears are just worse than we are. And that ain't saying much, to be honest with you, Bill. You know what I mean? But take the positives out of the game is Watson and a couple other. That's what I look at now. And if there's a guy who's going to be a free agent after this year, uh, Deron Payne from the Redskins, he's a, he's, a, he's a beast. If they don't franchise this guy, and it looks like they're not going to from what I'm reading, the Packers got to go. They got to cut guys to sign this guy. They really do. 
You know so what's that's... really interesting today, Gerard, is I, I sat and I posted this, but I sat, the row that I sat in, I was right behind Mark Murphy, and I'm li- literally with the arm's length. Murphy, Gutekunst, Russ Ball, the entire brain trust was sitting right in front of me. And watching that first half, you could have heard a pin drop. It's not like they're sitting there pounding their fists or, oh, my God, or this sucks or that. But you could clearly tell before the game they were talking. They were kind of joking around, a little bit jovial. And it wasn't, you know, like they're feeling great about the team. It's just, you know, normal chit-chat stuff prior to a game. And once once you saw Justin Fields take off and run, for the rest of the first half, you, you could hear a pin drop. I mean, nobody's talking to anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, Gutekinds is making his notes. He's got his iPad out. And he's making his notes. Murphy got up once or twice and just kind of paced around a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was it, it, it's, and I've been to where I've seen these guys before. It's tense. There's a lot of well, guys looking out of the sides of their eyes right now, just kind of wondering what uh, what the the rest of the season's going to bring and what the off season's going to bring. I think. Well, that, that's that's good pickup, Bill. What you, what you what you just put together that is really really good because you're a pretty observant guy. And what I'm saying is, you you know, we always you, you talk about Walker going sideline and Campbell. They're not thumpers. Campbell Campbell went to the wrong hole four times that I counted. Okay, he does get a guy when the guy's running on the outside. He tracks him down. So does Walker. Yeah. But when they're going through the tackles, Bill, they, neither one of them can tackle. Neither one of them, Bill. So that's what I'm saying. They need a guy next to Kenny Clark, and they have to go out and spend the money and cut certain guys just to get that guy or somebody like him. They need somebody that can stop. I mean, make the guy just hesitate at the line of scrimmage. These guys are getting, you you know what I mean? And and our linebackers don't fill the holes, Bill. It could be anything. I don't know yet. I haven't figured it out whether it's the scheme they're playing on defense. I know they don't play aggressively enough, but I, I can't figure it out whether it's the scheme they're playing on defense or it's the talent. You know, I, I just don't know yet. You know, and, uh, I, you know, I, like I said, you know, we're, we're going to have to see after this year. And I tell you what, LaFleur, after today, what LaFleur pulled in a whole bit, it looks bad. You know, and Rodgers makes a lot of guys look bad. Coaches look bad. But – some of the stuff LaFleur does, how he not, could not challenge that play. And you brought up that he threw the ball long on the next play. Well, that should have not even happened. They should have had the first down. If he challenged that, that's it. The guys that were doing the game uh, were saying, why isn't he challenging this? Why isn't right. he challenging this? Yeah, so, that's what I heard. And then there was some talk in the press box that somebody had said that uh, they had thought that maybe he put his knee down or maybe they had blown the whistle uh, when they thought he put his knee down, and that's the reason that once the whistle's blown, there's not much you can do. So that once the okay. whistle's blown, it, it, it's not a challengeable play. But I don't know. I didn't see it. I, I couldn't well, hear it from where I was. Whistle, well, if there wasn't a whistle ahead. blown, Bill, then he would have got up, and then they would have gotten the first down. That's you what I what thought. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, yep, so no, you know, it. look, look, it just looks bad. Whatever which way it is, it looks bad. You got the quarterback constantly at the at the coach. It's a bad look constantly, Bill. Constant, whatever it oh, is, absolutely. it's a bad look. So yep. thanks, Bill. No, I appreciate it. All right, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. He drops off. You get on board 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Packers get their fifth win of the season. One of the things we needed to happen, you wanted to see certain teams lose. Right now, you've got the Commanders and the Giants. They're tied at 20. Uh, they're going into overtime. 
And uh, you're kind of looking for the commanders to drop that when you're looking for the Rams to knock off the Seahawks today. You already saw uh, one of the uh, the upsets earlier today you were kind of hoping for if you're a Packers fan. That was the Steelers beating the Atlanta Falcons 19-16. So that was another one of the games. You were hoping that the Lions would fall to the Jaguars. That did not happen. Lions got a big win, 40-14. to they blew out uh, blew out the Jaguars at Ford Field today, but everything else kind of kind of falling into place. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's get back at it. Let's go to Mike in Whitewater. Mike, how you doing? Hey Billy, Gerard uh, <laughs> kind of took my stuff, but there was no whistle on the TV. Okay, um, uh, he did fall himself. They kept saying it, and the announcers even said, "And if there was a whistle, the players would have stopped. They didn't stop." Right. They kept going after him. And Jair, you know, you go back, what, a month ago, and they said, well, maybe the guys are freelancing and stuff. Right. He freelanced on that long one on uh, Equimus again. Yeah, he got an interception, but he's the one that led up to two long pass plays today that, you know, really hurt the Packers. They were playing halfway decent, especially the second half defensively when they were holding them in, you know, yeah. inside and everything. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, they, they immediately looked at that official <laughs> that was marking it back on uh, Dylan's run, and he, he just put it at the spot, and everybody looked to him as if the play was done. That then, if that's the case, and Lafleur didn't, which he obviously didn't throw that challenge flag, then I, you'd have to ask yourself why. You'd understand why Aaron Rodgers is screaming at him, saying, "Why are you not throwing the flag? Why did you not throw the flag?" Well, if you on TV, all of his assistants were yelling at him to throw the flag. Yeah, right next to Lafleur, yep. everybody was looking yep. right at him to uh, throw the flag. Uh, and I was I was happy for the uh, the second interception, you know, to run the game out, except for the uh, touchdown run again for another. I'm I'm happy for him, but it cost me money. Hey, Bill, <laughs> I'll talk to you next week. Have, All right, have buddy. A good talk week, to you later. Buddy. There you go. That's Bye-bye. our buddy Mike listening to us in Whitewater. Thanks, Mike. Certainly appreciate it. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Packers get a win. And they did it really in a half of football. The first half was an ugly first half. The second half was a tale of two different teams as the Packers then finally excelled and really started to play a little bit better defense. You see like Alexander early on in this contest got burned only to turn around and come back and play some solid defense in the second half of this game. Jair's been a guy that he signs the big contract in the offseason, becomes one of the highest-paid defensive backs in the National Football League, has done a lot of jawing, also has been highlighted a little bit more, and uh, has been the uh, really the, the uh, you know received the ire of a lot of Packers fans as one of the problems. Today, when you talk about the defensive side of the football, Jair Alexander ended up with seven tackles, two of them for loss, and also had one pass defended and another one picked off today, did go up the long pass. Uh, early on in the first half of this ball game, but overall numbers wise, did not play terribly. Uh, but when you go back to, I had a couple of people asking me why is Jair giving up the pass underneath? Because that's part of the scheme that they play. They just want you to keep it underneath. They don't want you to give up the big play downfield. 
They're trying to keep everything in front of them, and today they were able to do it. And again, the, the Chicago Bears coming into the game today in the last few games that they, they've played, they've actually been able to put up some points. Now, last week against the Jets, they got stymied, no doubt about it, but they lost to the Falcons 27-24 in a game that they feel, felt really good about the week before that. They uh, lost to the Lions in a 31-30 battle. That was here at Soldier Field. And uh, prior to that, they ended up losing to the Dolphins 35-32. So this is a team that has the ability to put up some points. And the Packers held them to under 20 points today. That's not a bad way to go. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break. We are broadcasting here in Chicago. We're at the Sheridan Grand Hotel Riverwalk. And if you want to find us, we're in the back of the Shy Bar. If you're uh, listening to us on the app out of Wisconsin, out of the zone, Madison, W-O-Z-N, this is where we're going to be. Some Packers fans in here earlier today watching a game and hanging out for a while. So we appreciate Todd and Gina and uh, their cast of crew that were here, about 12, 15 people that came by and said hello and were watching part of the game and heading down to the game and then coming back. So thanks to them for stopping by, and thanks to the Sheridan Grand Riverwalk Hotel. If you're coming down here to do some Christmas shopping, going to the Magnificent Mile, if you're coming down like we did last night and went over to the uh, Chicago Nutcracker pop-up uh, pop up bar and hotel, which was spectacular. Look for the pictures over on the Facebook fan page. Are you just going to come down and enjoy, say, the Christmas Kringle shops that are here and open during the holiday season? This is a great place to stay, and that is the Sheridan Grand Riverwalk Hotel here in downtown Chicago. Stay tuned. We are brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. We'll be back coming up right after this. This is the Green and Gold Post Game Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Packers knock off the Green or knock off the uh, Chicago Bears. Green Bay now gets their fifth win of the season, and we are broadcasting live at the Sheridan Grand Hotel here in Chicago. Brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Good to have you on board. A lot of people chiming in over on the Bud Light live stream as well. Big win just before the bye. Packers now have a couple of weeks. Rodgers rests up the thumb. Everybody else hopefully gets uh, gets healed. And uh, then uh, maybe they figure out a few things self-scouting-wise. But uh, and, and yes, John, I'll go back over. Um, I'll go back over some of the things that I saw and heard today. For those that didn't catch the call with uh, Gerard just a little while ago, I want to get back to the phone calls. Though we got our buddy L listening to us in Philadelphia. L, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey, how you doing? Good, buddy. What's um, happening? Yeah, this this win was kind of a filler, <laughs> if you want to say that much. Um, it made it yeah. much more harder than what it, what it really was. Um, the, like you said earlier, man, I echo all your sentiments. The, the play calling is just, I don't understand what the heck is going on. I'm bald. I'm, I'm pulling my hair out over here. Like, you got right. the play where, you, you got that play that everybody's talking about with, uh, when Dylan fell and, and he got back up and they said he was down by contact, yet didn't challenge that. Okay, you missed that. But then the very next play, you go deep when you just need one yard. And, and your running back is averaging four point something yards per carry. Like, what are you doing? Yep. How are you making this much harder than what it is? And this is just not just this game. They seem to do this all year long they've been doing. And it's just so – they're consistent with that, but they're inconsistent with running the ball, like, consistently, if that makes any sense. You ran yeah. the ball with Dylan at least 16, 17 times a day. You see he was able to go up and down the field. I just don't understand. Just run the ball and then go off of everything else. Christian Watson is a beast, as you can see. He home run hit with that with that pick there. I would love to see him and Dobbs together. I, hopefully they can, uh, you know, stay on the field for the rest of the season and see what we got there. 
this playoff crap. I'm not even worried about that. I just want to see no, our guys no. develop and just, um, you know, see what the future is going to hold for us because um, we got some pieces, man. It just got to figure out who to get rid of and who to keep. And Joe Barry got to go too, by the way. Can't end the call without yeah. that. Peace. No, I completely agree with that. I, and Joe Barry, in my mind, lost his job weeks ago. He's just right now just hanging on to a clipboard, whispering into a microphone and aggravating the hell out of everybody until the end of the season. That's That's all he's got left for his job, as my opinion goes. Right. Can I say one more thing real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Um, so everybody's getting on Jair Alexander about him being beat. And, you know, he got, you know, told, when I, you know what? I don't understand um, how when he's when he's back there playing, I'm under the assumption that he thinks he must have some type of, uh, you know, somebody, some type of help behind him or something. Because the way that he lines up on the receivers is just really odd. It's not like he's in a real, like, you know, defensive stance. He's on an angle with them. He's, like, leaning sideways at times. Like, I don't understand. Maybe this is just the way he usually lines up. is just unconventional like that. But he doesn't line up like a regular cornerback does on over the wide receiver. Now, I don't know whether that's Joe Barry having him be that way to give off a disguise. Maybe he may blitz or maybe he may come up. I don't know what it is. But he never looks like he's in position. But yet he makes plays. But then there's times, like, you see him, he have a brain fart like he'll do with um, – Equinemius State Brown, his bum behind catching a long bomb today. And then uh, the, uh, what's the name coming in and catching another pass, too. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to sit up here and just give it. He just got, like, flat out toasted. That's not the case. I think he may think that he has some coverage over the, over the back of him or whatever it may be, or he just being out of position. But thank you, man. No, I appreciate it, buddy. You know, and Mark brings up a good point, too. Mark's uh, tweeting during uh, during L's conversation. He said, look, when you talk about Jair, look at all the times they don't throw at him because he does try to – he does get caught at times trying to bait quarterbacks into making a throw. That I'll agree with. But he's pretty good at it. Now, Jair Alexander, by no means – and one of the things you think about as a, as a quarterback, he didn't come into the league with this propensity to be a big-time interceptor. He was a good pass defender, a good deterrent. But he's not a guy that's going to pick you off a lot. He doesn't have great hands. He doesn't have this uh, neon Dion knack to the ball or a Charles Woodson knack to the ball or anything like that. He's getting better, but he's not a guy that, that, that baits quarterbacks into these bad throws that he then steps in front of and all of a sudden goes and, and picks off and, and goes to the house or takes him back for big yardage gains. He, that's not him. That's not what he does. He's a guy that, that is just a good defender when it comes to hanging usually with wideouts. What they're doing is is starting to kind of see what he's good and, and not good at, certain cuts, certain digs, things like that, and then they try to get him on the inside where he's going in a lot to where the ball goes outside. You saw that today on that deep pass as well. But uh, for the most part, Jair still, uh, put it this way, he's highly paid, one of the highest paid in the league, no doubt about it, Okay. Comes with a lot of bravado, no doubt about it. Likes to jabber a lot, no doubt about it. But he's still really good. It's not like he's terrible, okay? People are making him out to be just awful, and he's not. He's really good. He's just not, for being the highest-paid defensive back in the league, he's, he doesn't give you that. He never was going to give you that because that's not his game. That's never been his game. Uh, 877-867-1670. Nathan just said, hey, the Giants and the Commanders just tied. Is it good for the playoff? Actually, it's not. It's one less loss for whomever. So, no, it's not good. Not good. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. 
If you want to give us a shout, do it. Uh, by the way, the last couple of drives the Packers had today, that's kind of textbook. That's the way that that it, especially that drive in the fourth quarter when they went uh, when they went thirteen plays fifty six yards eight up six fifty one uh, that that's kind of the way they should do it Dylan for and by the way Aaron Jones didn't use him a lot in the second half he had that bruised shin and then once they realized they could get AJ Dylan a little bit lathered up the line got a little more cohesive in the second half they started to use Dylan more but they go to Dylan for four then they go to Lazard for eight and back to Dylan for three and Dylan. By the way, that whole thing, he gets so much less yardage, if you've noticed, running out of shotgun. You know, under center, they hand the ball to him. Left guard, four yards. Under shotgun, three yards. In shotgun after that. Now, that one was a pass. That was a short pass, a swing pass, because they faked uh, the handoff first. Rodgers looked to go uh, looked to go left, and then, or, excuse me, looked to go right, and then came back left to A.J. Dillon, and he picked up 11. Then they go to Dillon again. Under center, he picks up six yards. Rodgers throws that pass to Cobb. Rodgers to Cobb. Rodgers in the first half of this game was looking like him and Randall Cobb were trying to make 2010 happen all over again. Like he was just locked on Cobb. Now, in Rodgers' defense, for those that weren't sitting there at the game, there was quite a few times. I it, There were split seconds. Maybe on TV it looked like guys were open. There really wasn't a whole lot of guys wide open. They were they struggled a little bit today. There were times Rodgers is back, and people are talking about throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. And I'm thinking to myself, where is he going to throw it? The wind, You could see the windows closing. They were very good at checking to where Rodgers' eyes would normally go. The Bears, Bears' defense played pretty well today. It's just they were put in some precarious positions. Um Rick says, hey, Bill, Watson, now the second coming of Lofton. That is really, really, really high praise, man. Really high praise. I mean, Lofton is a Hall of Famer. If Watson turns into that, that would be huge, no doubt about it. And when he when he gets in open field, it is good night, sweet prince. He has a stride about him. And I, I kid you not, watching him in person, this is the second time I've seen this now in person, where he just gets field and gets up on defenders and just strides and goes. And it makes it look effortless. Makes it look effortless in doing so. And you're thinking that guys are going to catch him, and they just don't have that ability. He just he's, It's like he's just striding on air. Just a nice, smooth step and glide. Looks like he's striding on air. Which, to the opposite side, was a little disconcerting when Justin Fields had to run around the right end, cuts the hole, and all of a sudden takes off for Pater, and there wasn't a defender on the Packers that could catch him. Once he got in open field, whether you were even with him or you had a couple of steps on him and you just couldn't get the angle to get closing speed, nobody was catching Justin Fields. And that, for the defensive backfield, was a little bit disconcerting. 877-867-1670. A lot of positive to talk about in this game, but Packers hopes right now still somewhat alive. Next week it could change. But as of right now, still somewhat alive. Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. Packers are going to win 28-19. They go to 5-8 and eight on the season, a win down here in Chicago. They double up on the Bears this season. And in doing so, they take the all-time victories lead of any NFL franchise. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Green and Gold Postgame Show brought to you by Bud Light after this. This is the Green and Gold Postgame Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Welcome back. The Green Bay Packers get a win 28-19. They go to 5-8 and eight on the season. We are broadcasting live. We are inside the Shy Bar. And a great look right there at the uh, the giant atrium that is. is uh, the Shy Bar inside the Sheridan Grand Hotel Riverwalk down here in Chicago. And we can't say thanks enough to them. The staff and management, we've been coming here now. Uh, I think this is like our 10th or 11th year, possibly our 12th. But I I think it's actually our 10th, to be honest with you, because we had a year off for COVID. But uh, it's same faces. Uh, Phil behind the bar at the Shy Bar is great. He's just an awesome guy. Thanks to Amanda, who's always awesome and treats us really well here, who is the food and beverage manager. Elmer, who is the uh, marketing director down here. Uh, And uh, Michael out front. Michael is absolutely awesome. The bellman that has been here for years and years from Ireland. And he's been here for years and years and years. Such an incredibly good guy. We can't say thanks enough to everybody down here. We love staying down here. And every time I come to Chicago, this is where I stay. Great hotel, great place. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Phone lines are wide open. It's like everybody after a win, you don't know what to make of it. You're not quite sure. Is this team maybe on their way back? Did we get lucky? You know, again, I went over uh, the five, previous five games for the Chicago Bears. The last couple, eh, not great. The pr- three prior to that, they were all scoring 28 points or more. This team can score points. The defense somewhat did its job today, only giving up 19 on the afternoon. Packers today, defensively speaking, just in the statistical category, uh, when you look at the finals, uh, they held the, the Bears were 54.5% on third down today. It's not a good number by the Packers' defense by any stretch of the imagination. And, and the, what stopped them was turnovers. A couple of turnovers late in the ballgame. Otherwise, this defense, I don't know if they were going to get off the field. I don't know if they could have held them. Packers 46.2% on third down themselves. And going for it on fourth down, they, they got the one. The first one, they were kind of in no man's land. I, what really gave me a preponderance was they're in no man's land. It's fourth and uh, a few, right? And instead of just kind of trying to get the first down, they're going deep. And we talked about this earlier in the show. You got a third and two. You got a fourth and one. And, and you're throwing the ball like it's a Hail Mary. It, it's, it's What are you doing? And who's calling that? Is that something where Aaron Rodgers goes to the line of scrimmage? Now, he has been emphatic, remember, all season long, saying, look, I'm not calling these. This is not me. I, I'm, you know, I like the play call, but it's not me. And I don't know if it's just something where they just said, hey, we got Christian Watson. Let's go ahead and kind of put him on display or what. I, I don't know. But part of the problem is when you can't draw back because you, at the early portion of this game especially – when you've got an offensive line that's still kind of feeling it out after the loss of David Bakhtiari because of the appendicitis, you're trying to kind of figure this thing out, and it, you're dropping them back in a seven-step drop, and here comes the rush, and guys are not quite positive, and, and all of a sudden there's pressure, and you're just wailing at the wailing. It just looked dysfunctional. Offensively, it really bad in the first half of this ballgame. Second half, a lot better. Ended up netting 357 yards. The Green Bay Packers did. They ran for 175 yards. Packers ran for 175. Nice job out of the Green Bay Packers. A.J. Dillon, 93 yards, 18 carries, 5.2 yards per carry. Obviously, you get a huge boost on the one carry for Christian Watson. The end of round, he takes it to the house 46 yards. But still so, you eliminate that. You take out the 46 yards, and you're 129 yards rushing. That's not a bad day at the office. You get over 100 yards running the football. You get Aaron Jones, nine carries, 26 yards. Not as not as a, a break-free day today for Aaron Jones. A lot of hard yardage, 
got a couple big ones, had an 11-yard run. Then uh, they tried him wide a lot today, tried to take him out wide, like around the end uh, numerous times today. And by the time he got around the end, man, the, the, the rush was already there. They're waiting for him three yards deep, and then he's trying to turn it around. Pursuit was good for the Bears' defense. Didn't take him up the gut a whole lot. They weren't able to create many holes in the seams. And then, obviously, Patrick Taylor gets a carry for six yards, and Rodgers had a couple of scrambles today, but, uh, you know, one for six yards, nothing major. But that's about the extent of it. Let's go to Joe listening to us in Illinois. Uh, Joe, welcome to the program, man. How are you doing today? What's going on? Well, I'm great, Bill. Thank you. It's always a treat when we uh, beat the Bears, and uh, we did it again somehow. Uh, Bill, I I have a couple of questions for you, a couple of comments, if you will. Uh, you said you were in the booth today um, yeah. watching watching, and uh, talked a little bit about the tension uh, among the higher brass. I'm wondering if, if that tension isn't carrying over to the team a little bit. Uh, as I watched the game today, it seemed like there was, there was very little energy, enthusiasm. It, it, it wasn't like the Packers have been for so long. That, that seems to be lacking. Uh, I kept looking for maybe going to a hurry-up offense just as a change of pace, get them moving, get 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 something different happening. And they, they just seem flat, Bill, and I wonder if that tension in the front office isn't carrying over to some of the players. Um, I, I'm, I'm in love with Watson. Boy, I think he's going to be something special. Uh, really, really, really fun to watch guy. And I didn't hear anything about uh, Zach Tom today. I'm thinking he must have had a really good game because uh, nobody was complaining about his play. Um, it, it seemed like uh, the line was playing pretty well. And I'm wondering how uh, how you thought Zach Tom did today as well. I That's and a great always, question. Appreciate, always, you bet. Uh, appreciate the phone call. Speech. Yes, it is. Thank you so much. Thanks for taking a listen to us. I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, going back to Zach Tom, I thought he held his own. I thought he held. I think I thought it took a little while because I think uh, in the beginning, I, I think there was some guys. You, you know, you're not used to the guy next to you. You know what Bakhtiari can do. You know what he can hold. You know the guys that are on that outside. Whether or not they like to block in, they like to block down. They like to blo- like to hold guys and just run them a field. You know, you, you you you're trying to maybe in the back of your mind think, okay, do, does he have it? And then as the game went on, it seemed like they got into a little bit better rhythm. I want to go back to what you asked me about where I sat today. Uh, I sat in the press box, and uh, because of room constraints, I ended up sitting behind the Packers press. It was Mark Murphy, it was Brian Gutekinds, it was Russ Ball, and numerous other Packers front office guys. It was was not tense to the point that there was issues. What I was basically saying was early on, you know, when I got there today, early on, um, you know, there's guys, they're reading, they're checking their phones, they're talking to people, you know, shaking some hands, you know, and, uh, and you know, making some jokes. And, you know, Mark Murphy was the, the last one up and came in and sat down next to Brian Gudikins. So it was Murphy, Gudikins, Russ Ball, and the, kind of the hierarchy as it goes. And, uh, we're, you know, I, now I wasn't really talking to him. I said hello and, you know, cordials and stuff. And But uh, as I sat there, and after watching Justin Fields, now early on in the ball game, remember, um, in that opening drive, the uh, the Bears get the ball, they go right down the field, and uh, and they ended up kicking the field goal. Okay, they went eleven plays, fifty three yards. It was kind of quiet. There was not a lot of great stuff there. And then after that, the next drive, they get the ball, and it was that five play, seventy yard drive. But it was Justin Fields basically 
takes that uh, takes the ball around the right side, off to the races he goes, touchdown. And uh, and next thing you know, you're sitting uh, all of a sudden going, holy mackerel, after the 55-yard touchdown run, and it looked rather ugly, okay? And at that point, the fist bumping and the talking and the chit-chatting and such pretty much stopped. It was silence. And you just watched as the guys – it was really interesting perspective as you're just watching because you're just watching them sit there. Not a lot of movement, not a lot of motion, just just sitting there. And they'll look down, they'll write something down, they'll look back up, just sitting there. And then the Packers scored, and there was a little fist bump, you know. Okay, maybe we got a little life. And then halftime comes, and you're kind of thinking, okay, you're wanting to see, you know, Russ Ball went and got a little food, a couple guys get some food, you know, and then they come back and they reconvene, a little bit of chit-chat, and then – it, it's like the tension as the Packers scored, the tension started to kind of go away a little bit, but there was still just guys. If I want to call it staring off into the abyss. They're just staring, you know, and you kind of, you, you would, you would pay a million dollars to know what's going through their mind. What are you thinking? Are you thinking this is, you know, are you evaluating talent? Is there a tension there? You know, and you got to think what's going on between Brian Gutekunst and Mark Murphy as they sit next to one another. It seemed like everything's really, you know, cordial. It's not like they're arguing or anything like that. I'm not even remotely saying that. I'm just saying it just got really quiet, you know. And, and I hadn't seen it that way since, like, Ted Thompson going back to the heyday with Ted because Ted used to command the room. Ted would be very quiet. Ted kind of commanded that room. And that's not Brian Gutekunst. He's a little more talkative. And today it wasn't that way. It was very quiet. And then I ended up getting out of there about midway through the fourth quarter. So I don't know what uh, the room looked like or sounded like after the fact. But it was just it was an interesting dynamic because I ended up hearkening back to Ted Thompson being very quiet. And I would love to know when the crickets start to chirp, you know, you, you go, okay, okay, what's going on? What are you thinking? You know, are you seeing the same things we are? Are you upset with the coverage? Are you upset with the fact that once you saw Justin Fields take off for the end zone in the 55-yard gallop that you didn't have enough speed in the secondary to catch him? Are you upset that the hole was wide open? You saw Quay Walker make a couple of plays early on, and then there was a couple of plays where he was so tied up on an offensive lineman, he, he couldn't get loose. It was like he was going to get driven into the ground backwards. You know, what what was it that those guys were thinking? It was just an interesting take today, that's all. It's just always, always good to see those guys, always good to – Kind of, I'm not going to say pick their brain, but just observe. Just to be a fly on the wall and observe. That's it. 877-867-1670. Packers get a win. They go to 5-8 on the season. Rodgers doubles up the Bears this season. Packers as a franchise take over the all-time victories lead in the National Football League uh, by one over the Chicago Bears, getting that win today as well. And for at least another week, you you take another breath and you keep your hopes alive. Let's do this. We're going to step out. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Phone line's wide open. Start bringing it. Your reaction to today's game, your reaction, thoughts, everything else that goes along with it, hit us up. 877-867-1670. Find me over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels. Watch it on the Bud Light live stream. I'll start to respond to some of the stuff that's flying around over there. We are brought to you by our good friends over there at Bud Light. They are the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network, broadcasting live at the Sheridan Grand Riverwalk here in Chicago at the uh, Shy Bar inside the Sheridan Grand. And love this hotel. I can't recommend it anymore if I had to. We'll be back right after this. 
This is the Green and Gold Post Game Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sheridan Grand Hotel inside the Shy Bar, uh, right on the Riverwalk. A beautiful hotel and a great place to do the show. And we can't say thanks enough to the staff and management here. They always take care of us every time we come down during Packers Bears Week. Good, good stuff. Packers get a win 28 19. They knock off the Bears. They go to 5 and 8. 5 and 8 now on the season. 5 and 8 on the season. And uh, basically, as you start to look at the jumble that is. The jumble that is in the playoffs, okay? Five and eight. The Green Bay Packers right now are still sitting there behind the Falcons. They're tied with the Falcons. They win the, the Falcons win the tiebreaker over Green Bay based on their strength of victory, okay? So the Packers got to continue to win. They get look for the Falcons to drop one. So with the, with the Commanders and the Giants, both tie, they tied today, those two teams. That means you've got – because if you're going to look at this – you got to get either the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Commanders. Those are the three teams right now that are sitting in the catbird seat. You're two games behind the Commanders, really three now because of the tie and because both the Giants and the Commanders have wins over you. It, it's almost like four games, to be honest with you, or almost like three, three and a half, four games, to be honest with you, to get you over that hump. That tie today really hurts because you wanted the Commanders to lose. You wanted them to get that sixth loss of the season. So that way it was if you got a couple on them and maybe they go on this losing jag, all of a sudden you can jump them because I don't think you're going to jump New York. I'm not a fan of New York. I don't think the Giants are a, a true hardcore football team. I think they're kind of a paper champion. But you're looking for Seattle to lose today. So if Seattle loses in this afternoon game uh, that they got going on, they are right now they are trailing the Rams 10-7. to You're looking for Seattle to lose as well because Seattle also is ahead of the Green Bay Packers. You're just looking for the teams above you to lose. And who knows? Who knows what you next week you get a win over the Rams, uh, or two weeks from now you get a win over the Rams. Uh, you got uh, the you got the what the Lions still to play, Miami still to play, the Vikings still to play. You you, you got to get a win over the Rams, and who knows what can happen? You know, next week, like I said, you know you're on the bye. So next week we're going to be really paying attention to certain games. I know I, I'm going to hate it, but I'm going to root for the Vikings to knock off the Lions. You're going to root for the Eagles to knock off the Giants next week. Um, what else do you have? You're going to look for the Panthers to maybe give you a little help and knock off the Seahawks next week. Um, I think that's it when it comes to because uh, next week you got the Falcons are on a bye, Bears are on a bye, Packers, Colts, Commanders, and Saints. So those are the games you're going to be paying attention to. And then when you come back in week 15, if you're still hanging around, then don't forget the Giants and the Commanders face off against one another again. That Thursday night contest of what would be week 15, the Seahawks face the 49ers. Could they get beat again? And really open that door for the Green Bay Packers. Saints are taking on the Falcons. You're looking for the Saints to knock off the Falcons if need be. And, and then you kind of go from there. You look for the Lions maybe to lose to the Jets. Packers get the win on that Monday night over the Rams. So a lot of possibilities still can happen. It's a really, really, really long shot. Don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here blowing all the sunshine and unicorns and smoke up your rear end. But it's not out of the realm of possibility. But the Packers obviously just get rested, get healthy, and then come back and get a win over the uh, over the Rams. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You find us, please feel free. 
go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Um, Rick says Alexander and Douglas, neither, really fast. Alexander's got the better wheels, uh, but he was playing on the outside when Justin Justin Fields got loose. He wasn't going to catch him. He had some closing speed, but he still wasn't going to catch him. That's for sure. He's, But he is faster than Rasul Douglas. Make no mistake about it. Uh, you've got uh, this from Paul who said, if it was not uh, for Joe. Uh, oh, there you go. There you go. Nice. Uh, we've got some people walking by and, and saying hello uh, over on the Bud Light. There's, they just kind of got out a screenshot there, so to speak. Uh, but Paul says, uh, if it was not for Joe and the defense, would you say that it just might uh, have some hope? Sure. Sure. I mean, they've had a, a few close games in which they lost because the defense was just inept, couldn't close out a game. And you look, they have given up over 70 points in the last two minutes of halves this season. 70 points. And they've given over 60 in opening drives of halves this season. Think about that for a minute. Think about that for a minute. So when, when the chips are down, like when you first get lathered up, they're giving up points, and they're not really making adjustments on the fly. And then when you need it the most, when you need to shut guys down, when you need to shut a team down, you need that last drive to do it, they're not getting it done on a consistent basis. That's that's somewhat weak. That's somewhat weak. Uh, Thomas says, I'm hoping Love gets some playing time. To me, that's more important than wishing for a miracle when it comes to the playoffs. Um Uh, you, you, you'd look for Love to get some playing time, but make no mistake about it, and I've said this before, I'll say it again, when you talk about the postseason, think about this. If, say, they do get there, that means they won out. It changes the dynamic. It makes them one of the winningest or the hottest, I'm going to say, football teams going into the postseason. Then where we sit today versus where we would be sitting, say, in four or five weeks, it's different. It's a whole different look. So to say that now is erroneous. And the whole thing about Jordan Love, I understand people want to see him play. But, and as I was telling people earlier today that were over on Twitter that were saying, oh, Jordan Love's going to make everybody eat crow. He had to, slow your roll, he had two good series against Philadelphia. Nobody's taken that away from him. He played pretty well. No doubt. What, what has happened between last year and this year has been somewhat of a metamorphosis. It is what it is. But he don't act like he's all of a sudden so far and light years better than Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers had a few throws today, one down on Lazard specifically. Nobody's making that throw. Nobody. I watched the defense close in. They couldn't get in fast enough. They saw his eyes. They knew it was coming. And he put it into a, I mean, he, he threaded an absolute needle. So... You know, I I get what you're saying. You want to see maybe if he's going to actually, you know, run that offense and run it to the way that it's actually written up in the books. But, I, you know, be be a little careful. Don't act like, you know, Jordan Love is the next coming. I, you want to see what you got. But while you have hope, you hang on. It's as simple as that. Um, Brett says, I just evaluated Goody's drafts. First and, first and second round are okay. Free agents are pretty good. Rookie free agents are pretty good. Fourth and sixth are okay, but not as good as Ted. Fifth is uh, okay down from Ted. Third should be just traded away with fourth and seventh to move into the second round or something because they're horrible. I would I, I would completely agree with that. I would completely agree with that. 
One hour now. we got another hour yet to go. The Green Bay Packers knock off the Chicago Bears 28-19. They go to 5-8 and eight on the season, and as of right now, they resuscitated a little bit for a while anyway to keep some hopes alive in Green Bay, broadcasting in Chicago. It's been a hell of a weekend at the Sheridan Grand Riverwalk Hotel inside the Shy Bar. We got a whole lot more. Another hour, we're going to hear from Aaron Rodgers. We're going to hear from Malafor. We're going to hear from Mike Clemens inside Soldier Field. Stay tuned. We got a lot more of the Green and Gold Postgame Show. And it's all coming up right after this. The Green and Gold Post Game Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. Packers get a win. Nice job. And uh, you know what? Uh, they keep hope alive. They go 28 19 today on the Bears, go to 5 and 8 on the season. Welcome back. We are broadcasting live in the Shy Bar, which is inside the Sheridan Grand Hotel, the Riverwalk. Beautiful place. Every time I come to Chicago, this is where we come. This is where the show stays. Myself, Mike Clemens, everybody along for the ride. And uh, we're glad to be here. And thanks to the staff and management for taking such great care of us here as well. Uh, I'm Bill Michaels. Mike Clemens uh, over inside Soldier Field going to be giving us a buzz here in just a little bit. We're going to hear from Christian Watson coming up here momentarily, so stay tuned for that. You're going to hear the uh, wide receiver of the Green Bay Packers who has now had a couple of uh, touchdowns in the last three games. So whether it's through the air or on the ground, um, he's, he's, he's now really making a name for himself. The, the switch has flipped. As Aaron Rodgers put it earlier this week, it's like the it's like all of a sudden everything just clicked. The tumblers fell into place. Whatever you want to do to describe the uh, the the oncoming of Christian Watson, and then once he gets into the open field and be, really begins to use that four uh, two speed, good night, sweet prince. He has got a stride and a glide, and uh, he, there's not anybody bringing him down. Let's do this. Let's let's uh, get Christian Watson. Christian Watson talking to the media just a moment ago. Let's take a listen to what he has to say. There you go. That's uh, Christian Watson uh, joining uh, the media after the game. And, you know, obviously he's getting a feel for the rivalry. Uh, the question's about do you realize what you could have done or be doing had you been able to play a full season? I, that's unbelievably speculative because you don't know how long it took him for things to begin to click mentally more so than just physically. But, you know, certainly Christian Watson obviously uh, doing – doing his thing right now 877-867-1670 uh now let me say this and and mark says so now are you all of a sudden in favor of keeping joe barry no i'm not the defense did a pretty good job today second half specifically okay but that that doesn't change things no 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 it doesn't change things what they did was they being the green bay packers they held this team to three points in the second half of the ball game they put up 18 points, the Packers did offensively in the second half, and held the Bears to three. That's an accomplishment. You know, you talk about halftime adjustments. Now you have to say, nice job. However, okay, let's 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 you know, let's keep it real. Okay, let's 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 keep this honest. However, you don't get two interceptions. Chances are you lose the game. What they did was they said, okay, we're going to stymie the run and make sure we're keeping Justin Fields in that pocket. We're not going to let him just take off and start to beat us like Jalen Hurts, okay? 
because he's already got a bad shoulder. They don't want to get him outside of the pocket, get him beat up either. I mean, you saw that early on in this game when he took the slide. So they didn't want him out running. The Packers didn't want him out running. And they said, okay, let's make sure that we can have this guy throw the football a few extra times. And if we can do that, maybe we get one. Because they weren't stopping him just to stop him, remember. They ended up picking him off, especially down the stretch, because they they were starting to move the football a little bit. So, you know, it's a hell of an accomplishment. You get the win. But don't act like, I mean, they missed it. Because remember, they in, in, they punted. They get their they get the the Packers get the ball in the second half, and you're coming out of that momentum, and you're thinking to yourself, "Man, the Packers they scored the touchdown just before half, 17 seconds to go. If you can come right back and you can put together a drive, man, off and running you are." And instead, the Packers go three and out. That was it, three and out. And then the next drive, they went three and out again. So the Bears get the ball back. They go three and out. They punt it away. Then they get the ball back. They go 12 plays, 72 yards, right? Well, it wasn't like the Packers shut them down after that because then they ended up missing that field goal. So that they went five plays, 55 yards in five plays. Packers are on their heels a little bit. Field goal was missed. Then they give the ball back to them. Five plays, 26 yards. They're moving to football. Pick. And then the last drive of the game, five plays, 30 yards. They're starting to move the football again. Pick. So it wasn't like they just shut them down and got off the field on third down. So the the turnovers, and turnovers are always big in a game, but in this particular sense, when you don't have a defense that's shut down, locked down defense, because remember, up until that point, the Bears, they were 54.5% on third down. They weren't coming off the field on third down. The Packers' defense was staying on the field. So once they got the the picks, is, is what that's what did it. It was the turnovers, that dumb timeout too, but the, the turnovers that did it all. So do, do I sit here today and go, boy, Joe Barry, uh, boy, he won his job back. Hell no. They still have issues. They've got Quay Walker's got to figure out a way to get off blocks. Got to figure out a way to get off blocks. Absolutely. Devondre Campbell, solid today in his return, 11 tackles today. Quay Walker, seven tackles. Okay, seven tackles. But, like, four of those tackles – well, I shouldn't say four. I think it was two or three were way downfield. He was getting blown up. So, Quay Walker – you know, meanwhile, you got Jair today, seven tackles on the backside, had uh, the couple of tackles for loss today, had the pick today, had a couple of passes defended today. Not a bad day at the office for him. You know, and then Keyshawn Nixon – had his big pick today. Only had one tackle. But I'll tell you this, Keyshawn Nixon, man, I know that first return that he brought back and only got out to about the 20, maybe the 18, 19-yard line. You're like, ah, what are you doing? And then after that, it used to be you never wanted anybody to bring it out of the end zone. Now you look for Keyshawn Nixon because he's just got that. He, I, I, look, he, he's not Devin Hester from years gone by for Bears fans that know him so well. But Keyshawn Nixon's got that little elusiveness, that little something-something that gives him some hop. You know, and he just has sight lines. He's got ability to kind of see sight lines, where he can go, what he can get to, the ability to kind of turn it on through the hole. He, he's got some return ability, man. I like that. Maybe they found themselves on special teams today. 
I know that uh, Basaccia today was not happy with special teams. He was roasting. And Mike's going to give us more. Mike Clemens going to give us a little bit more coming up here in a little bit. But he was roasting somebody on the sidelines today. We'll talk about that with Mike, too. Uh, I do want to do this. Let's, we'll step away. And we'll take a quick break, okay? Let's do this. We'll step we'll step away, take a break. Aaron Rodgers talking to the media as well. I want you to hear this, okay? I want you to hear it coming up. Talks a little bit about Kayshawn Nixon, as a matter of fact. Also talks about the rivalry, about the win today. Packers get the win 28-19. They knock off the Chicago Bears. We are broadcasting live. We are here inside the Shy Bar. That's where you can find us. We're down here inside uh, the Shy Bar, inside the Grand Sheridan Grand Riverwalk Hotel, and uh, just enjoying the service, enjoying the time down here. It's been absolutely a blast this weekend. It's even more so uh, a better weekend considering the fact that the Green Bay Packers, they got themselves a win. We are brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. We'll be back right after this. This is the Green and Gold Post Game Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Get a win 28-19. They knock off the Chicago Bears. They go to 5-8 on the season. Welcome back. It's the Green and Gold Postgame Show. We are broadcasting live. We are down here in the uh, Sheridan Hotel in the Grand River Walk and absolutely love it down here. And the uh, Shy Bar is a terrific place to be. And I uh, can't say, like I've said before, thanks enough to the staff and management and Gerard and Amanda. and I can go on and on. Phil and Mike out front and everybody that takes care of us. Thanks to uh, thanks to Jim and thanks to uh, Sean who walked by. His family lives in the pier, I believe. And if I'm not, if hopefully I got his name correct. But he came by and said hello. We had Mandy. We had Jason that walked by a little while ago and uh, came over. And uh, the, the bar itself just opened up. There's a good gathering over at Shula's Steakhouse. And they're hanging out there. So thanks to everybody and all the Packers fans that came down to say hello. And, and we really appreciate it. Really appreciate the support down here and mentioning the show when you book your hotel rooms down here, too. Uh, Aaron Rodgers went to the podium just moments ago. Let's take a listen to what the, uh, what the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers had to say. There you go, Aaron Rodgers uh, talking to the media after the ball game. And a couple of things there that he brings up, he's talking about. First of all, he's using the term we. When they said you outscored him, he said we outscored him. Is this an Aaron Rodgers that's going to give out all the credit to everybody? That's going to also take more blame? Is this a, a different Aaron Rodgers that we're starting to witness? Something to think about. However, uh, it was interesting there. Uh, because he was talking about the rivalry almost as if he's now reflecting back on a career that could be coming to an end. I don't think it is. The question to ask, and I think it's a more realistic question, a more true question, was last year or the year prior or, or you know, to that really, was that David Bakhtiari's last turn here? Most likely it is. Going down with the appendicitis and uh, and not being able to perform here today, most likely David Bakhtiari as a Green Bay Packer will not participate at Soldier Field again. Now, he may somewhere else and maybe a Bear. Who knows if the Bears decide to pick him up because God knows they need offensive line help. But, yeah, it's, uh, you know, you start to look at Randall Cobb being nostalgic about 
playing here at Lambeau Field. And obviously, when Aaron Rodgers came back from the broken collarbone, Cobb came back from injury, both of those guys connected on that infamous over-the-top touchdown pass that put the Packers in the postseason. Ultimately, they lost the very next wild card game in the postseason, but it put them into the postseason, remember. They had that big moment together. They've had some good games here together. But, you know, it's it's probably, you know, I, I, I believe Aaron Rodgers is coming back. I think it'll take a little bit of time. Say I'm good to go, and I think you're going to hear a lot of rumors, a lot of innuendos, a lot of skepticism. They love it. They love to have all that negativity cir- circulate, and then all of a sudden he comes riding back in on the white horse and say, yeah, I'm coming back, and he'll give you a bunch of philosophical crap as to why and all the differences and the, the, the way it makes him feel and all the other stuff. But that, that's, yeah, who cares? But I believe that it's more of a Randall Cobb question today than it, and maybe Bakhtiari question today than it is anybody else. When we come back, Matt LaFleur, head coach of the Green Bay Packers, you're going to hear from him uh, and get some of his thoughts coming up after the game. I know, I know, if it starts to get cliche, we're going to look at the tape, and I really don't know, and that's unacceptable, and yada, 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 whatever. Then we'll cut it short, and we'll get more into a Mike Clemens. But also, our guy Mike Clemens on the ground, inside Soldier Field, the cruise ship parked behind the Parthenon. That's who we're going to talk to coming up here in just a little bit as well. Stay tuned, broadcasting live inside the Sheridan Hotel. Beautiful Sheridan Grand River Walk, and you had just a, a shot a little while ago uh, looking at part of the shy bar. You're looking out the window on the river walk out here just across from the Hyatt, across from the canal on the right here. A beautiful place, and I highly, highly recommend it if you come down. But we love broadcasting down here inside the shy bar. Every uh, year we get a chance to come down here and hang out. Stay tuned. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. More of the Green and Gold Post Game Show coming up next. This is the Green and Gold Post Game Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. 28-19, the Green Bay Packers, they knock off the Chicago Bears. The defense holds the Bears to less than 20. And uh, really kind of shut them down the second half, only giving up three points, a couple of picks to really solidify the deal down the stretch. And the Packers walk away with a win. They take the all-time wins lead in NFL franchise history. And uh, by one over the Chicago Bears, these two franchises were tied coming into this contest. So for at least this week, the ba- uh, the Packers get to remain and reign supreme. In the meantime, uh, they go to 5-8 and eight on the season 98% says the Pack- the Packers, by the way, came up one spot in the playoff standings. So right now ahead of the Green Bay Packers are the Lions, the Seahawks, and the Commanders from getting them into the postseason. Uh, the Packers are 5-8. and eight, The Lions are 5-7. and seven, Seahawks are 6-5. And, and, pa- and the Seahawks are 6-5 and five playing right now and trailing right now, as a matter of fact. When uh, when you uh, they were uh, trailing to the Rams uh, just a little bit earlier, and I'm trying to get the update on the scores. Uh, they just to check, they still no, they have taken the lead, 14-13. Right now, they lead the Rams without Matthew Stafford, who's been put on IR and will be out the rest of the year. So you're kind of hoping the Seahawks take a loss there. The Commanders and the Giants tied earlier today. Uh, you really could have used the Commanders to lose that ball game. Had they lost, maybe it gives them another loss in the in the column. And the Packers could have a shot at maybe catching them, but uh, it went all for naught today. It's not all the wrong possibility for them to lose quite a few games down the stretch. They still have a pretty tough schedule. Uh, anyway, that being said, let's go to Matt LaFleur inside uh, the Packers locker room talking to the media. 
So there you go. That's uh, Matt LaFleur talking to the media. Let's do this. We're going to break away. We're going to talk with uh, Mike Clemens when we come back. Mike is over inside the locker room uh, at uh, at Soldier Field. Let me address this real quick. Look, I get it. There's people that say, we are not going to the playoffs, so quit talking about it. I'm only giving you the facts. I said three weeks ago the season was over. They're not going to the postseason. But it is something that is talked about because you have to. You, you, you would, I would be remiss if I didn't at least give you the scenarios in which the Packers still had a shot at making the playoffs. Are they mathematically eliminated? No. They're three teams back right now. they got quite a hill to climb. And the likelihood of them doing it, pretty much nil. I think it's 98% says they're not even going to get make it. But they increased their chances. They jumped up from 11th to 10th today. And if the Seattle Seahawks take another loss, then they're that much closer. Only a couple of games from Seattle, from being that next team in, which would be behind the, behind the Commanders and behind the Giants. And both of those teams have pretty stiff schedules still. So it's not out because the Packers only have four games left because of the bye, the late bye. Those other teams have five. So it's not out of completely out of the realm of possibility. And I keep telling you, let's just say it does happen which I think is a, a long, 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 long shot, okay? But let's say it does. This team would have to win to get in, which means they would they would have won the last five straight, which would almost make them, if not one of, but the hottest team going into the in football going in to the postseason. Also, don't forget they would have to beat Miami and Minnesota to do it. So the likelihood of them doing it, yeah, it's nil. I get it. I understand that. But if they did do it, then you'd have to say, well, wait a minute, look out, because maybe things came together at the end of the season. And that would be very, very real. That's it. 877-867-1670. When we come back, though, Mike Clemens is going to be joining us live over at Soldier Field. Stay tuned. We're brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network and the Green and Gold Post Game Show right here on the network. Stay tuned. we got more after this. This is the Green and Gold Post Game Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. And they uh, they reel off 18 in the second half to win this contest while only giving up three after being down 16 to 10. Going to the locker room, uh, we are broadcasting live inside the uh, Shy Bar at the Sheridan Grand Riverwalk Hotel here in downtown Chicago. Glad to have you along for the ride. We now one more time go over to uh, Soldier Field. Our buddy Mike Clemens is standing by, and Mike. Uh, man, they pulled it out. I, I really didn't think they would. You and I, I was talking about it earlier about where I was sitting, and you could have heard a pin drop with the uh, the Packers brass. But as uh, time went on, the Packers were able to rally, and the offense finally got going a couple of good drives, and they were able to pull it off. Bill, you get the win, but I was disappointed from the Packers' performance from the standpoint of a question I asked Aaron Rodgers earlier this week. You know, you're down 7 nothing against the Titans. You're down 13 nothing against a good team like the Eagles. You're trailing the Buffalo Bills. Uh, and here they are, down 16-3 to to a Bears team that's so depleted. So I asked Matt LaFleur after the game. Uh, we talked about how the Packers offense finally took over this game late in the fourth quarter. Uh, we found a way to, to win the game, and that's what it's all about. And I know it wasn't always pretty, but... Our guys stuck together, and we found a way. Run plays looked good. Aaron seemed to have a lot of time to extend plays, uh, but the Bears' defense, the coverage downfield was pretty good. What did you do to flip that toward the end? 
Well, I think early on in the game, they were playing a lot of soft coverage, a lot of two-shell, and it is hard to get the ball down the field when, when they're going to do that. And I realize that they've had a lot of adversity in terms of just three guys out of the lineup, um, you know, from the secondary going into this game. I mean, that's never easy on a team. And uh, not to mention, you know, they, they trade away two really great players. Um, so I, you got to give them credit. I mean, they, they battled um, and made it hard on us. And we had to go earn it. And um, that's not always easy to do, especially, you know, it comes down to, to the execution. And um, we obviously, throughout the course of the season, have not been doing it consistently enough. But, um, you know, we, we made enough plays down the stretch in order to, uh, you know, come out on top. Mike, uh, first of all, Christian Watson, another big day, very much being highlighted, getting a lot of accolades, two touchdowns again for three straight games now, uh, being in this contest today. Uh, big day today for him, and he continues to emerge and continues to turn heads. He did. Now, Christian had a drop or two. However, he had the nice, smooth-looking 14-yard reception for a touchdown there in the second quarter. Then I thought the real turning point for the Packers' offense was when he drew that, like that 35-year-old, a 35-yard pass interference down the left-hand sideline, and later with about a minute left, that 46-yard end run. Now, that was probably the best play call Matt LaFleur has had all year, timing-wise. It was perfectly when he called it, and Christian Watson said on his end run to the left, Sammy Watkins, it was his block downfield in that corner, and he was asked what he saw on the play. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, to be honest, um, if I see if I see nothing in front of me, um, I you know it's, it's looking pretty good. Um, so, I mean, honestly, that's exactly what I saw. I saw no one. Uh, I saw the corner go in with, with Sammy on, on his little crack block. Um, and, you know, I knew if the, if the corner is not coming off, there's no one that's, that's going to make the play from the inside. Mike, uh, I, I know, like we talked about Christian having a big day, but Aaron Rodgers, I like the fact that Aaron Rodgers said today and stopped a couple of times to say when they said, well, you did this and you did He said, no, we he started, today he was spreading credit around. That's good to hear. I, you know, to me, there's so many times where he's standing back there in shotgun, empty backfield, and then he's just back there extending plays with these sore ribs. And I just wondered why they could not get into that more of that running game. Now, Aaron Jones had to take time off for an ankle injury. He Apparently he's got other things going on. So he was in and out of the game. That took them out of their two backfield set which they like to run now. That's probably their best one. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. But Rodgers with a quarterback rating of only 85.7. He was 18 of 31. And Rodgers talked about it on a game, on a day where they trailed all day until the fourth quarter against the Bears team with the, those key injuries they had just in the last couple of weeks, the two players that they traded as they go into their rebuild. Another fourth quarter comeback. Um... I told the guys in the locker room, you know, we've, we've been able, we've played good enough to beat anybody in the league and at times played poor enough to lose just about anybody. Um, our highs have been pretty solid. Um, yeah, this was a different Bears team. Obviously, Jalen is a super talented player, but a lot of young guys playing outside of that, other than 36. Uh, but, you know, they got a talented quarterback who's got a chance to be around for a long time. Really good running back, stud young receiver. EQ making plays, so it's a competitive game, but definitely didn't want to be walking in here, losing to the Bears. It's been, it's been a nice eight straight for us. 
You know, Mike, uh, a lot of questions about that play in which A.J. Dillon at least perceived to touch the knee and then got back up and took off, should have gotten a first down. Uh, and Rodgers is yelling at the floor, why didn't you throw the flag? There was questions in the press box, I know, about whether or not there was a whistle, an inadvertent whistle. What happened? Yeah, I, I think I mentioned that to you in the press box, too. So there's this play where it's early in the third quarter. Packers, you know, get the ball. Now they're trying to get back into this game. Rodgers hands off to Dylan. He goes running up to uh, behind the right guard. He slips and falls on, you know, the crappy turf at Soldier Field, but gets back up untouched, gets into the line, and then, uh, you know, I asked him, what happened on that play? Uh, yeah, no, that was just me. I just slipped. Got to pick those feet up. So that's it. You guys thought that you were never touched on that. I thought I thought that. I, that's why I got up and kept running. Um, yeah. Even even one of the Bears guys was like, you never got touched. <laughs> and we were laughing about it. I'm like, yeah. Did you hear a whistle? No whistle. I didn't hear it. I just got up and kept going. So he didn't hear a whistle. So Rodgers, he had a right to yell, hey, why didn't you throw the challenge flag then, right, Mike? Yes, yeah, so that's what Rodgers is yelling. Well, Fleur claimed later on that he was aware of the play. There's a guy, an assistant named Connor Davis. It's not Adam Stenovich, his offense coordinator, who's up top. There's a guy named Connor Davis as part of their staff. He says he knows all the rules. He watches all the replays. That's the guy that's in the booth. That's the eyes and ears for Matt LaFleur on challenge, what, what you can, what your options are. And, and LaFleur depends on that guy 110%. And he told him, Matt, you don't have a challenge on this play. It, 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 just, just in terms of, the, the, you know, the, it, he wasn't eligible even for a challenge. Uh, apparently, Rogers didn't understand that. That's why you saw him yelling at the bench like, throw the flag. No, we didn't hear any Wilsons out here. LaFleur claimed there was a whistle. They came in here in the locker room. They yelled at me. No, no. You know, they said, it was your fault. You got to get no, 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 no. It, no. That's, that's, we, we're looking for the A.J. Dillon cut, Connor. Yeah, no, no, that was A.J. Dillon that we heard. Oh, that was so, A.J. Dillon talking about before. Oh, okay. Got you, got you, got you. I'm sorry, I'm yeah. sorry. So, then so Mike, to... uh, I was going to say, did you hear the comments? And I think that's what I'm alluding to is the fact that Jair had a couple of comments about that deep pass from EQ. Well, you know, you're watching this game, and you saw him give up the one deep one later on. You saw him give up the one to Equinemius St. Brown, a guy that the Packers drafted in that class of three receivers in one year. We had a lot of injuries, and at the end of the day, the, the guy just could never stay on the field. He was slow at times. Uh, he's a quiet kid. You know, they thought he could perhaps be their next Christian Watson, but he just wasn't. So they let him go free, and the Bears signed him, and they're so depleted a wide receiver. Here he is, here, you know, here's EQ running downfield beating. How does he beat Jair Alexander on this place? And so I asked Jair about giving up the 56-yard bomb to Equinemia St. Brown that set up the seven-yard touchdown run from David Montgomery there in the north end zone. I said, how does this guy beat you when he's slow and a quiet guy? They came in here in the locker room. They yelled at me. You know, they said it was your fault. You got to give up that, that long pass. I was like, all right, cool. Say less. Who yelled at you? Everybody. Everybody everybody got on me, you know. Did you yell back at him? No, no, I took it. You know, you, you know, you, you know, as a man, you got honor to what you're doing, you know. So. What? Yes, I was super surprised he tried to do that. I can't believe it. Like, I still can't believe it. And then, you know, and then he just 
I just can't believe it, man. He, he's quiet guy. Yeah, he talks some trash that he caught it. <laughs> Look, I would too. I'm not mad at him. I would have talked some trash too. But I don't know. He said something. And, you know, if we was, you know, if it wasn't so many cameras, I would have just gave him a little uppercut you know, for what he said. But it's all good, though, because I got the last laugh. What did you tell him at the end? What did I tell him? Nothing. I don't got to say nothing. The results speak for itself. There you go, Jair Alexander. Mike, real quick, uh, you were talking to me about Bisaccia. Just lit somebody up on the sideline. Who was that real quick? Oh, uh, that was Ennis Gaines, who they call Thumb. There you go. A guy that they brought in as safety, you know, but he made another mental error today on that interference on the punt return, and that's why that guy's been up and down the roster. But the bottom line is Jair Alexander system, the two deep ones he gave up, he was trying to make a play on the ball and missed you know, misread it, and they jumped him, and that's how he got beat. But he, that, of course, he ends up turning this game with his interception at the end. Yep, good stuff, Mike. Appreciate it, buddy. Great to have you here in Chicago, as always. There you go. That's Mike Clemens. One more time. Uh, Thank you very much. One more time, we are down here at the Sheridan Grand Hotel Riverwalk. We love it here, and thanks to the staff and management inside the Shy Bar and the hotel. Always great hosts down here uh, whenever we come down for the Packers-Bears rivalry weekend, no doubt about it. One more time, before a crowd of 61,233, it was the Green Bay Packers 28 and the Bears 19. Have a great night until we talk again tomorrow. Have a go. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.